Hey, I just listened to the big fucking deal rant. This is Jeremiah, by the way. And I don't really care what you say about Gary Vee. That's not why I'm calling. I'm calling about the metaphor, the ice cream and the train metaphor. And I don't think I agree with that. If the ice cream cone is supposed to be something that somebody is striving for, then I believe that they should probably strive for it. For me, the ice cream cone would be music. And if the train is supposed to represent your death in some way because you know that you'll be hit for, by it, if you try to get the ice cream cone, in my case music, then I'm going to try because I want to make a living off my music because it's, really, it's what I love to do. So I'm going to try for that ice cream all day long, all day. So, Jeremiah, you would go for the ice cream on the railroad tracks. Well, I only have this to say to you. Good luck, man. So, I think Jeremiah Craig didn't get the metaphor. I didn't hear his reply, but yeah, if, 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 he, if he thinks the ice cream is his music... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think he quite got it. No, no. I think I can understand what he thinks he's saying, but I don't think he got what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, uh, if you have dreams, then uh, chase after your dreams. Right. By way of doing the work, right? <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. yes, yes. The ice cream was not the the uh, the work. The dream, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, in fact, the ice cream was a dream, but it was a very short-lived dream that's melting. <laughs> right. And that isn't really good for you, you know. Right. And uh and the train that's coming, it's guaranteed that you are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and now I think this this uh communique is kind of interesting. Because my grandfather was killed uh, by a train. He got ran over by a train. And he was a musician, too. And he was a musician. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm a musician. And uh, if I were to use his metaphor of the ice cream being, um, you know, my dream of being a musician. Mm -hmm. Well, mm, yeah. Well, that ruined my life. Almost. I mean... I mean, no, uh, no, I'm not going to say it almost did. It ruined a huge portion of my life being a musician. Mm. It did. Now, if somebody that I respected could have said, you know, enjoy music, but you still have to go out and make a living. You know, yeah. that would have been really swell if I had somebody in my life that I could trust and did that. But instead, I just went and did music for... Psh, uh, I don't even know how many years. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Music, of all the things I've done in my life, music, and when I think of my music, especially if I play some of my old songs, is probably one of the few things that just bring tears. Uh, you know, it makes me cry. Yeah, uncontrollably. It's like, it's one of the, one of the reasons I, I kind of had to stop doing music. There, there are a few, but <laughs> one of them is uh, due to, a, for emotional reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you're going for music and that's what you want to do, good luck. And, uh, yeah, if that's really what you want out of life and you don't have a wife and kids and stuff, then uh, by all means, especially if you have your youth. 
But that's not what the metaphor <laughs> is about. The metaphor is about a melting ice cream cone that is not good for you, and you're definitely going to die if you go for it. That's the metaphor. So call back and let us know if that's really what you meant. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it is, uh, I might still try to convince you otherwise. But, <laughs> but no, good luck with the music, for sure, man. And uh, nothing should stop you from learning and doing and being a musician. Unless it's going to ruin your life forever and perhaps uh, impact you and the ones that you love in a negative way. Here's some food for thought. Have you ever been to like Guitar Center and those Guitar World places? There's sort of places where people can, you know, buy guitars. And some of them are like two stories. They're huge. Yeah. Huge. When I see something like that, I start to wonder if uh, if that dream is sort of being sold on Moss. Just a thought. Let's talk some more about this, shall we? Sure. Um, what were you saying? I, I like what you were saying. I, I was just saying that in the way that our economy the way that our society in this country and you know a lot of a lot of countries with our type of economy to be a musician you really <clears throat> you have to have financial backing or oh, yeah. you have to um be a trust fund baby yeah like for example in a communist country where that's what you're supposed to be a musician or you know, like you're supposed to be an Olympic athlete or whatever it is, they have the financial backing and the... the Resources. Yeah, the resources yeah. to do it. Where here, you don't have those resources and you need to get them before you can really focus on that. Yeah. Yeah, I like what you said about the 70s, uh, you know, all the interviews oh, of the rock yeah, stars yeah, in the yeah, 70s. At, That's yeah, so you true. look at all the interviews of all the people who made it in the 70s, and in the, in the end, they all say, oh, no, we were trust fund babies. Or at least one was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone in the band was. Yeah. Or somebody was in the industry. That's a that's usually another in as well. That's true, but that yeah. also means that their mom or dad was already, you know, they had the money behind them. Right, yeah. Yeah, this is so true. I mean, I am a musician, as some of you may know. <laughs> and trying to live a fruitful life in America as a broke-ass musician is not pleasant. So, I didn't know you back when you were, you were really heavy into music and touring mm -hmm. with the bands, but I've heard your stories. And so tell me, what could you actually... Could can you make it big if you don't know someone in the industry? I'm sure maybe one in a million breaks through uh, somehow, but again, that's usually through some really hard work, perseverance, or an amazing amount of luck. Yeah, I wonder what the. <laughs> so I'm sure they exist. I wonder how YouTube affects people being able to break in now. Like if you're a YouTube star. Well, you know what's rough is like there's no better time than now to be doing music just for music's sake. No better time to be doing music. Um, but no worse time to be a professional musician. Because you're not getting paid much? Yeah, well, even the resources to make a living are even less. 
you know. I mean, most when I was doing music, most people were paying money to be musicians. You know, I was maybe breaking even or making 50 bucks at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, so I was one of the more fortunate ones, really. And still, that's not enough. <laughs> well, today's the younger musicians, if you look at the, you know, you just look at the billboards, you look at the, the Ticketmaster, the emails from Ticketmaster, who's on tour. It's all these old bands from the 70s and 80s. It's who we were going to watch in high school. Yeah, it's because they have the contracts. Right. Yeah. So does that mean the new guys can't break in until these old guys are, like, done? Well, yeah, there's only so much money and so many contracts that these businesses can, uh, you know, get behind. Yeah. yeah. When I got signed by a subsidiary of Warner Brothers, um, I found out that uh, most of us were being signed as tax write-offs or something for the big, you know, no. for the one or two stars that they actually had on their label. Yeah, they probably yeah. had to show they were signing so many new groups. Right, right. But, you know, music is a lot like many professions uh, these days. I, I think a lot of things have fallen into the same category as music. Which, acting is certainly the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. And as these days, marketing is much more important than the product or the service. Oh, yeah. As seen on TV. Yeah. And so people that are going to say, well, I'm going to be a musician. I'm going to make it happen. Well, yes, that's true. You are going to have to make it happen. You are going to have to be a press person, a marketing person, <laughs> a, yeah. a business person, because you got to take care of more your numbers. More than you are a musician. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that, but that's how it is with a lot of businesses these days. No, right? oh, totally. Any small business, you have to you have to know everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, if you're going to make it, are you going to make it as an independent small business? Because that's a lot of work. That's way more work than my lazy-ass musician mentality wants to do. <laughs> what monster would tell you not to pursue your dreams? So I want to make myself super-duper clear here. I fully endorse dreaming and having dreams, but I also endorse waking up and then doing the work. Now, and this is the line I really want to get across. When you wake up and you start doing the work to accomplish the things that you want to achieve in life, it is no longer a dream. Stop referring to it as a dream because that's kind of tip in your hand. Here's a for instance. Um, my wife is a hugely successful uh, entrepreneur. She doesn't call herself an entrepreneur, but she's a hugely successful entrepreneur. She's been on uh, this platform for almost as long as I have, as long as I have if you include her uh, joining in on my show. I have not once heard any of you entrepreneur motherfuckers ask a single question. So you're just fucking dreaming. Same thing with me. I've been a musician my whole life. I've played with many famous uh, rock stars. And, uh, and then I hear there's a lot of musicians uh, here on this platform. I guess you're all successful because I haven't heard a single question in six months I haven't heard a single question regarding the music industry 
I've also spent a lot of my professional life as an actor for Hollywood. I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that would love to be an actor and actress in Hollywood. Haven't heard a single question regarding the industry and how one would break into it and how one would survive in that particular industry. Some of you are striving towards sobriety. And there again, uh, I've been a, a, a substance abuser for many, many years and have finally uh, pulled through it. Any questions? Fuck no. Fuck no. Because you guys are dreaming about sobriety. You guys are dreaming about being a musician. You guys are dreaming about being an actor. You're dreaming. Wake up and do the work that's necessary, which means asking lots of fucking questions and not being so know-it-all about, oh, and you're going to do it your way. Yeah, okay, Frank Sinatra. A little side note about Frank Sinatra. He died owing my dad money. So I'm not trying to bust your bur bubble. I'm not trying to destroy your dreams. I'm actually trying to help you out here. But there is an old saying. Oh, there's a couple old sayings. I'm going to recite them right now. No good deed goes unpunished. And then my grandmother's favorite. Wish in one hand, shit in the other, and see which gets fuller first. And this last one, if it's not an old saying, and I made it up, and that is never offer to help someone that hasn't paid you or asked. So now I know a lot of you would like me to speak nicer and to deliver this uh, free bit of information, this free bit of intel. I know you'd like me to deliver it nicer and customize it for you, but uh, I don't have the fucking time. It's not my interest. Mostly my interest is uh, if you can understand my words, then you may very well benefit in a big way from it. But if you don't, fuck you. I don't give a fuck. You know, one of the things I hear uh, over and over on this platform from folks is that everyone has a voice and, you know, everyone, everyone's story is just as valid. No, it the fuck isn't. If all of our stories were just as valid, they wouldn't be worth listening to. If everyone's perspective was valid, then we wouldn't really have many problems in the world, would we? Now, what's annoying about that is I typically don't hear that statement when other people kind of give their advice. Or... So what's my problem is there are people out there that are selling dreams. They're selling dreams. They're not giving you the information that you need to achieve your dreams. They're selling you a dream. And the problem is, is when you wake up, you're probably going to find that you're really unwilling to pursue that dream. So, repeat what you said. If you're, in my experience anyway, if you're in you know, a business setting or some type of workplace and someone's talking themselves up and how great they are and how they're going to do all this stuff and make all these changes and talk, 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 you know very well they aren't going to do anything because you can't talk and do at the same time. Yeah. yeah. You're either doing or you're talking. Yeah, when I first started teaching martial arts, I would be on the phone with guys for hours because they would be talking all this amazing martial art talk. I mean, it would really be inspiring and 
you know, some might say, well, then that's good, right? No, because these guys would never show up. <laughs> they never showed up. Or when they did show up, they had nothing. Yeah. I mean, they talked, but they, they did not. They had nothing. It was amazing. And, and I say years because for years I would take the bait. I would stay on the phone with these guys and talk. Right. And then eventually, a few years into it, I finally and, realized yeah. that it's too much waste of the time. Yeah, it feels good, That's but I just wasted two fucking hours. Yes, totally. That's something that comes with experience. Because yeah. if you you fall for it when you're in your 20s, sometimes even mm -hmm. your 30s, you fall for it. And eventually you'll figure out that, yeah, people who are talk, 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 talk aren't. Yeah, well, not I mean, all of them. There are some people, but they're usually the old fuckers that are too old or too, too tired. Old now to yeah, now they're like right, me, they're too, too old. old to really do it now. And now, you know, they've got the information that you, you know, you yeah, can maybe get from them. You're still doing it. Well, I am still doing it. But I mean, <laughs> I, you know what I'm too old for? I'm too old to take any of the petty jobs that other that my younger self would have jumped. You at. aren't you aren't calling up local martial arts school and telling them how great you are. That's that's not what you're doing. Right. So it's a little different what you're doing here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I love? I love Kevin Touch. Kevin Touch, I mean, there's nothing that he says that necessarily, you know, that uh, inspires me or motivates me, but I love the guy. He's out there. He's just out there doing it. He's out there doing it. And then he also, like, keeps keeps touch. He, he doesn't just, you know, uh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and then you never hear Move from on. him again. Yeah, yeah so he, he keeps uh, in, in, in touch, but he's always out there engaging with somebody new. Yeah. And so he's actually doing what he says he's trying to do, which is, you know, do public relations and working, uh, you know, and, you know, the stuff they said that he's doing, he's doing. Right. So, yeah, folks, if you want, you want to follow somebody's lead, Kevin touches your man for sure. Yeah. Well, the point is just <clears throat> just doing what you say you're going to do, what what you're talking about, telling everyone to do. Do it. Yeah. Actually do it. Yeah. Bravo, Kevin Touch. Integrity <laughs> Radio, shout out to you guys. Thanks so much. I gotta get you I'm gonna get on a call with Ronnie and uh actually work like a woman uh, soon, maybe this week. Of course I'm always gonna be there for you guys. Keep doing your thing, keep rocking and rolling. And keep collaborating, man. Love your uh, support, love your energy, keep it up. And just to add something really quick, I don't think having a dream sold to you is completely bad anyways. I mean, if you are awakened by some situation and a passion comes flowing out of you that you want to pursue because somebody said something or you watched something or you witnessed something, more power to you. Like, that's great. These things aren't bad. Uh, having, having somebody pursue something that they are interested in is really cool. I mean, there's a lot worse things being sold to us right now other than dreams. I mean, you got hate, you have uh, division, you have just horrible things being sold to us on, on the mainstream media and elsewhere. Being sold a dream really isn't that bad when it comes down to it, in my opinion. Jeremiah Craig, thanks again for calling in. I really appreciate it. Well, I, I don't think you're getting me because I'm an old guy 
that did exactly that. I mean, I did pursue my dreams. Well, no. I pursued the dream that was sold to me. Instead of being pragmatic about my life and being more introspective, I was a victim. I was a demographic. And I know this because all of your dreams sound so suspiciously the same. You can't tell me that there are no such thing as losers. Because I've been one. And hate, you don't sell hate, you just tap into it. I grew up as a colored man in the 60s in the South in Mississippi. I'm very familiar with hate. You can't tell me that there's no such thing as deception. Being perpetrated by wolves in sheep's clothing. And last but not least, Young man, when you make a claim, you have to substantiate that claim with facts or proof. <laughs> All right. Again, thanks for calling. And uh, yeah, you know, let's throw this one back and forth as, as many times as we need to. I mean, uh, one of us has got to be wrong, right? Okay, so I think the best response to Gary V and pretty much any motivational uh, shyster out there uh, would come from George Carlin. Yeah, I just kind of go right into the next thing, and at this moment, we're on barns. <laughs> but you never notice up there they got that weather vane, and usually it's a rooster or a cock. It's the same animal, really. You know, it's just a different name. You know why they got a cock on a weather vane? Because if they had a cunt, the wind would blow right through it. <laughs> Well, a lot of people don't know that. That's why I travel around so much. I'm here to entertain and inform. Reminds me of something my grandfather used to say to me, you know, he'd look at me and he'd say, I'm going upstairs and fuck your grandma. He's just a really honest man, you know? He wasn't gonna bullshit a four-year-old. Starting with these people who read self-help books. Why do so many people need help? Life is not that complicated. You get up, you go to work, you eat three meals, you take one good shit, and you go back to bed. What's the fucking mystery? And the part I really don't understand, if you're looking for self-help, why would you read a book written by somebody else? That's not self-help, that's help. There's no such thing as self-help. If you did it yourself, you didn't need help. You did it yourself. Try to pay attention to the language we've all agreed on. And a similar, a similar mystery to me. Motivation books, motivation seminars. Why would anyone need to be motivated by someone else? I say if you lack motivation, a seminar isn't going to help you. What you really need is to be smashed in the head 30 or 40 times with a golf club. That'll fucking motivate you. Or else it'll at least get you up and moving around the room. You know, locate your socks, shit like that. Get the day rolling. Motivation is bullshit. If you ask me, this country could use a little less motivation. The people who are motivated are the ones who are causing all the trouble. Stock swindlers, serial killers, child molesters, Christian conservatives. These people are highly motivated. Highly motivated. Yeah. 
anyway, I think motivation is overrated. You show me some lazy prick who's lying around all day watching game shows and stroking his penis, and I'll show you someone's not causing any fucking trouble, okay? <laughs> Here's another pack of low-grade morons who ought to be locked into portable toilets and set on fire. <laughs> These people with bumper stickers that say, we are the proud parents of an honor student at the Franklin School. You know? Or the Midvale Academy, or whatever other innocent-sounding name has been assigned to the indoctrination center where their child has been sent to be stripped of his individuality and turned into an obedient, soul-dead, conformist member of the American consumer culture. Proud parents. What kind of empty people need to validate themselves through the achievements of their children? How would you like that to live with a couple of these misfits? How's that science project coming along, Justin? Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> you simple-minded prick. Mind your own business and pass the Cheerios. Here's a bumper sticker I'd like to see. We are the proud parents of a child whose self-esteem is sufficient that he doesn't need us promoting his minor scholastic achievements on the back of our car. That is pretty sick, Or... Or, we are the proud parents of a child who has resisted his teacher's attempts to break his spirit and bend him to the will of his corporate masters. Just be a nice little for change, you know? Here's something realistic. We have a daughter in public school who hasn't been knocked up yet. We have a son in public school who hasn't shot any of his classmates yet. But he does sell drugs to your honor student. Plus, he knocked up your daughter. <laughs> then there are the people who aren't too proud of their children. We are the embarrassed parents of a cross-eyed little nitwit who at the age of 10 not only continues to wet the bed, but also shits on the school bus. <laughs> Something like that on the back of the car might give the child a little more incentive, you know? Get him to try a little harder next semester. Here are some more parents who ought to be beaten with heavy clubs and left bleeding in the moonlight. These are the ones who carry their babies around in these backpacks or front packs or slings or whatever these devices are called that are apparently designed to leave the parents' hands free to sort through high-end merchandise and reach for their platinum credit cards. Because it's always these upscale, yuppie-looking, Greenpeace, environmentally conscious assholes who have mine, you know? I say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Natural Fibers. I say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Natural Fibers. It's not camping equipment, it's a baby. Touch the little prick now and then. He'll thank you for it someday. These are the same people who sort their garbage, jog with their dogs, and listen to Steely Dan. You know, you just like to take them out deep into the forest and disembowel them with a wooden cooking spoon. Here are some more people who ought to be smashed across the face repeatedly with a piece of heavy mining equipment. These grown men, grown men, who refer to their fathers as my daddy. You know? Yeah. Gee, you hear a lot of this stupid shit in the South. These rebel assholes, you know? My daddy, my daddy, yeah, my daddy. Well, you know what my daddy used to say? My daddy used to say, blah, 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 bl
Oh, he did. Did he? Well, wasn't that fucking enlightening? My daddy used to say, fuck your daddy. Fuck your daddy. In his wrinkled, rusted, rural country asshole. Grow up, Billy Joe, Carl, Bob, Danny, Frank. You're not six anymore. More like nine. Here's another unfortunate pack of mutants who ought to be penciled in for a sudden visit from the angel of death. These guys, these guys who can't tell you about a phone call they had without giving you this shit. The fucking pinky and the thumb. Like they attended mime college. Studied under Marcel Marceau. So I call her up, you know, and I'm talking to her, and she fucking hangs up on me. So I hang up on her, and she calls me back. I fucking hang up again. I say, hey, Bruno, thanks for the visual aid, but we all understand the concept of the telephone. You hold it in your hand, you talk into it. Excuse me, Bruno, incoming call. Oh, hey, it's for you. Hey, what's up, Z? It just so happened that I got a chance to listen to your station. It's been a while, man. Um, love you. I hope all is well. And But, of course, all of the times that I could have hopped in, you hopped in, and, and I hear this great rant on Gary Vee. So I'm going to send you a call in or two, because um, this doesn't fit in a minute. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, just as far as Gary Vee's concerned, I get it. Like, especially if you're just starting to listen to some of his content, like, I could see you just making that knee-jerk judgment on, like, this guy's a dick. Totally. And the points you bring up sound valid um, based on, on your understanding. Like, I totally... There's a lot of people that don't like Gary Vee at the get, and then there's actually, in my opinion, and I realize... There's a lot of reason not to like Gary Vee in general. But with that said, I do want to give the guy a fair shake. Hey, Kurt. It's great to hear from you again. Um, I'm going to post your stuff up and then comment um, sec segment by segment. Um, yeah, I, I, it's not that I don't like Gary Vee. In fact, uh, there's nothing really, you know, to not like about Gary Vee other than perhaps if... You're being somewhat of a moralist, and uh, you know you you're against people selling drugs to uh, the population. In this case, alcohol. But no, I, I <laughs> that was just, I was just pointing that out, not, not making a judgment call. Uh, as far as the personality and everything I've heard, I don't have any problem with it. So I think you're missing the point. Um, but I'm going to continue to listen to your segments, and um, and maybe. Uh, uh, I can follow your point. <laughs> and to be clear, I'm not calling in as some Gary fanboy. Listen, the guy has some major flaws, some big issues, and I think that those will come to light in coming years. I really do. But listen, his dad didn't give him shit. He worked his ass off seven days a week for any little bit of anything his dad gave him. So I do think it's unfair and entirely unjust, incorrect, false, that anyone can say he inherited shit. The guy made $40,000 a year working in his dad's liquor store while he's compounding the, the growth of the business. T 
tenfold. That's insanity. No one would do that, but he did it. You know? I mean, I would ask for a piece of that pie. That's what I would do. He didn't. He did it for his family. And, you know, I respect that a lot. And I can't take it away from him. Yeah, Kurt, I, I, I think... Uh... Rather, you missed my point or I didn't make my point clear, or maybe a combination of the both entirely possible. And uh, the information I got from Gary V was off of Wikipedia. So according to Wikipedia, um, no, he, he, had, he was given uh, X amount, um, you know, to start. But that, that's a moot point. I, it really doesn't matter if that's true or not because really the... Um, the point is someone that makes money doing motivational speaking, right? I mean, like I told my kids, I don't have anything against sex and I don't have anything about uh, against motivation. It's just when you have to pay for it. That's when I got issues personally, what I have issues with. And I'm just trying to point this out. And I'm not trying to say that that's bad either. If, if that's what you need, then okay. But let's call a spade a spade here, man. Let's call a Johnny a John, right? I don't blame a millionaire for how he became a millionaire. I blame the people that he was able to sucker. <laughs> That's why I'm for education. I think everyone should be educated so they don't become, uh, you know, products of a harvest. You know, I mean, that's what people do. They they go out and they harvest the stupid. And then we're supposed to feel sorry for who? So, again, I don't have any criticisms towards Gary V. other than, you know, he's making money as a prostitute for all intents and purposes. But I don't have any issues with prostitutes. I just don't use their services. That's all. No judgments whatsoever. So, with all that said, listen, I get what you're saying on that rant. I connected with a lot of it because I'm like, yes, this is exactly how he uh, can easily be perceived. But um, it's it's a different thing, and you, I, I don't, I'm not trying to defend the guy. I would just implore to you, as a reasonable man, which I know you to be, just. Give the guy a, a little bit more shot, a little bit of a more of a shot, a little bit more bandwidth, just to be able to kind of understand him. I'm not saying you like him at the end. I mean, holy hell, like I said, there's a ton of stuff not to like. So you still may not enjoy him. But I guarantee you, if you dig in and listen to uh, the whole of it and really understand him on a deep level, you'll at least respect him. And that's where I am with the guy. Oh, I will definitely be paying attention to Carrie V and, uh, you know, listening to uh, more of the segments. I will listen to at least an hour and a half more of Gary V. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> this is sort of, I don't know, maybe this is, would be a good metaphor. But I, let's say I had a buddy of mine and, you know, he, he, he never had sex, really naive towards women. And then there was this girl that was trying to get his attention. And all the rest of us knew that the girl was a prostitute, you know, or a whore or a prostitute, right? Now, um, <clears throat> that's sort of how I'm, I'm trying to 
uh, you know, that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to make sure that my buddy really understands what he's getting involved with. <laughs> now, that's different from any judgment call that I would make on any of the characters involved, because I wouldn't, you know? I mean, we are all each of those characters, right? So, but I think it's just a cognizance, and, um, and it's just one, you know? So, uh, and I like to hear other people's cognizance as well. It's just often what I'm hearing is just echoes and not real voices. So, well, listen, I, <laughs> I think we'll agree to disagree or agree to agree, uh, which we often do. And I really missed our, um, our debates and whatnot. So it's great to hear you chiming in and, uh, I hope you stick around for for more of the same. <laughs> you know, it's easy to say, dream big, work hard. <clears throat> All these things are easy to say. But what's hard to say is how much I appreciate all you guys, uh, you know, batting it back and forth with me. I really respect you. I mean, if I didn't respect you, I wouldn't be um, communicating with you. That's uh, kind of not how I roll. Now, I don't claim to be right. I just claim to have a perspective. And, you know, if you want to try to debunk my perspective, by all means, uh, please bring some logic and reason to the table and let's have at it. But uh, I always like to include this, and that is people before ideas. So we have to love each other first and then go ahead and start fighting over <laughs> ideas and then make sure we always come back to brotherhood all right integrity radio all right we'll say it this way come on bilty we don't mind dreamers just as long as they uh what you aren't listening were you you aren't listening <laughs> we don't mind dreamers as long as they don't what as long as they don't get in our way <laughs> I'm getting our way. I'm a dreamer too. I'm not the only one. Oh, as long as they don't chase their own dreams. Well, no. With dreamers, My God, this is like the worst case of tell a story in one ear and then it goes. I'm with dreamers as long as they let me do what I actually want to do. Oh, okay, it's a little. I guess. Take it too far. Take it too far. No, the con. What? All right, one more try, Bill. If, uh, uh, that's not, that's not. Fine with dreamers, they leave me alone. It's okay. Dreamers are okay as long as they don't get in the way of the people that are getting the work done. Dreamers are fine as long as they don't get in the way of the doers. Yeah, that's all. And the doers are dreamers, but they're not dreamers when they wake up and start doing I said earlier today, it's not a dream if you're actually pursuing it. That's what I was trying to say. Ah, okay. I, I knew I could get to what you were trying trying to get at. Including most of the and the Costco people. Whoa! You should not record that. That was. This is what inspires me. I'm about to play a segment from a um, anchor station called uh, Human 2.0 or something like that. 
Man, that's the stuff that we should be motivated and inspired by. Don't get me wrong, caves are cool. But I don't think we should be going back into the caves. There's too many of us. We need to be reaching out to the stars. We need to let go of the old paradigm and embrace this new and wonderful paradigm. We need to get away from this model of hate and shame and really embrace the potential of our humanity and its uh, stations and creators of content like what I'm about to play that really are expressing this. I mean, when you're inspired by this sort of stuff, man, how do you go back to that cheap old quick fix motivation bullshit? I mean, the segment I'm about to play for you is about a way of ending world hunger and saving millions of children from suffering, needless suffering. And in fact, could help people all around the world. I mean, this is mind-blowing stuff, man. And it's all real. It's all now. And it's all tangible. I don't need to go back into the caves and start appreciating the ways of our ancestors and create these absurd speculations that they had this stuff all figured out way back when. Come on, man. That's bullshit. We are at the precipice of our humanity. What could be more exciting? We are living in a time that we can actually see the massive potential that lies ahead of us. But it doesn't lie behind us, folks. It lies ahead of us. Sure, we have to know history. Absolutely. You got to know where you came from in order to keep a good bearing of where you're going. Instead of this old harvesting of human lives, this whole system of harvesting human lives, man, let's educate so everyone becomes a unique thinking individual that can help us out of all these future um, challenges that we're going to have. I mean, our children are going to be faced with massive challenges and we're going to need a huge amount of intellect and communication and organization if our children are to have a future worth living. Like an old buddy of mine used to say, welcome to the future. Integrity Radio. Nutritional absorption availability. That's awesome. Now, I'm not going to get too fluffy here, but I just want to sort of relate it to a story. And, and this very well could just be a story, but I want to relate it to this. The Buddha is known to have been able to meditate and survive for eight days on a mint leaf. Something like that. I don't know. Maybe it was eight months. <laughs> but the story is something like that. And it really speaks of that, right? Think about that. If you can help people with their ability to absorb the nutrition more efficiently and that we can genetically engineer foods so that we can absorb the nutrition from them more readily. Man, and isn't that what we're trying to do as well, just in general, right? Man, pardon the metaphor, but really... 
There's all this information out there, and if we could just absorb the good stuff more readily from what's out there. All right, now I'm going to go out on a limb here because I am not a scientist, a doctor. Ah. I contend that we can do what scientists do genetically. We can do psychologically. Here, I'll go out on another limb that our psychological manipulations of ourselves, self-psychological manipulation can create great physiological changes. Um, specifically to the brain, but not exclusively to that. This is something perhaps I should ask Dr. Galahad space about. I mean, not that doctors are qualified to answer this question. But a doctor sure would be a good ally in trying to figure this stuff out. So again, if you can physically alter, manipulate DNA, then I think that you could probably do the same psychologically in order to bring about physiologic change. Now, I'm not saying that one could or should replace the other. What I am saying is that there, I think that there is that possibility. Now, again, I'm not even a psychologist or anything like that, but I would think that a, there would be a study psychology of physiology. Hmm. Now I'm really getting into waters well over my head. But if I'm correct in my assumptions, then this would be the time to be able to prove or substantiate such assertions. It's interesting to think about for me, so it can happen. Man, I respect you so much today. I'm telling you, like, you and me come from opposite sides of the universe. I don't like his debating style. I just can't help but love the hell out of you. I don't like his debating style. I just can't help but love the hell out of you. But seriously, man, like I love your way of thinking and I love your critical nature. Like, I mean, you just don't accept things, man. And I think it's amazing. I just wanted to say thanks for being you. I think he's got an incredible turn of phrase and was so fantastically witty and caustic and he had that mustard that is really entertaining to listen to. He was so incredibly smart. Thanks for keeping this conversation going. It's entertaining to watch, but it's entertaining to watch in a way that is similar to how it's entertaining to watch a street fight.
and you can't have winners without losers. It's just a different way of looking at it. Oh fuck, that is uh, an interesting break from the monotony of my day. It's interesting to think about for me. It's interesting to think about for me. I just don't like that confrontational style. I felt that it was just needlessly aggressive, where otherwise the tone of the conversation was very civil. But I love him generally. If there are losers, do you choose to lose? I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe. Oh, fuck. I believe, I believe, I believe. Oh, fuck. I believe, I believe, I believe. Oh, fuck. Choose to lose? Choose to lose? Choose to lose? Oh, fuck. It's interesting to think about for me, so it can happen. Oh, fuck. So it can happen.